BFT. From the Pac West Center in downtown Portland, presented by High Caliber Millwrights, here's John Canzano with the bald faced truth. I'm worried about college athletics. I'm worried that college athletics as we knew it is dead, over, done. You know, earlier this week, we were talking on this radio show about how turned off some of you are in kind of thinking and watching where it's all headed. All about money, all about conference affiliation, all about television. I got to be honest with you, I'm worried that the consumer is going to revolt. I'm worried that the college athlete is being uh, disrespected and, and neglected in this process as they uh, are shuttled around the country. I'm worried that, you know, in the zest to uh, create uh, football mega conferences, the rest of college athletics is going to die a slow, painful death. One of uh, the most outspoken critics on this topic is right here in the state of Oregon. Eric Reveno, assistant men's basketball coach, Oregon State University. I noticed uh, Rev has spoke out on a bunch of things. He'll post on Facebook. He'll post on LinkedIn. He's written a guest column in Sportico. Um, and, and he's been all over this. He's worried about college athletics as well, and he's somebody who's immersed in it. It's more important and more valuable perspective than I could offer or you could offer. Somebody who is boots on the ground. Eric Reveno came up in the Pac-10 conference as a player at Stanford and now a coach in the same conference as an assistant at Oregon State. He joins us now. Coach, I have to know, as you're watching this all unfold, are you angry? Are you sad? Are you frustrated? Uh, what do you see across the landscape? You know, I think it's sad. I mean, I think, as, like you say, as someone who grew up in the Pac-10, um, you know, started at Stanford in, in, in 84, when, and we weren't very good, and then by the end we were finishing second alongside Oregon State, to Arizona, going to the NCAA tournament and having these great, unbelievable student-athlete experiences competing in the Pac-10 to see that gone uh, and to be, you know, having to be rebooted as something else. Um, is, is, is really makes me sad. But I think, you know, like what I cling to for, for a sense of hope is that we can salvage what makes it, what made it great, what makes it a good experience for all the coaches, all, all the student athletes I've coached over the last 25 plus years. I, I think I have a good feeling on what makes college athletics great. When, when you are talking, I'm, I'm thinking about the NCAA, and you wrote about this in your guest commentary that you wrote for Sportico. You, you, know, you kind of talk about how the NCAA gets hyper-focused on you know, what constitutes an extra benefit or you know, was taking that, that bowl of rice uh, an extra benefit or that extra drive, and then here we are with the big-picture stuff that just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, it doesn't appear to serve the mission. No, you know, a lot of really smart, well-intended people over the course of my career have wasted um, a huge amount of time focusing on minutia. You know, we used to summer recruiting. Which days are we going out? Are we going to use two 10-day periods in July or three five-day periods? You know, are we going to do this? Do we start at 5 o'clock that day? 
um, you know, or do we start it at 10 a.m. that day for a recruiting period? And just the amount of time we spend, you know, can you pick a guy up at the airport? Rick Majerus got in trouble for taking someone to the airport in Utah way back in the day whose father had passed away, you know, and and, and just this, this, the amount of time that we spend on that stuff. And I think somewhere along the way, the, 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 the two branches of the NCAA, you know, just, the NCAA just lost any cohesive uh, vision, and we started focusing on this idea of amateurism as what makes college athletics great. You know, let's 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 not give them an extra T-shirt for going on um, the bald-faced truth. You know, a guy speaks the ball, you know, comes down and speaks on your show. You can't give him a T-shirt. You know, and and things like that. We got all locked in on that. And, and protecting amateurism when what makes college athletics great is the fact that we're offering transformative athletic and educational experiences together. And then stuff we can kind of sort out. And that includes maybe having to, we're going to have, we're going to pay them at some point and we're going to NIL and all this stuff's happening. Um, but, you know, we, we, the amount of time we spent fighting the wrong battles uh, is unfortunate. Uh, it's just, it's just unfortunate. It's interesting too that I, that we see college athletics turning to lawmakers for the answers. And, and it feels like, those answers should be coming from the NCAA. They should be coming from campus presidents. And is any of your frustration with leadership, you know, across college athletics? Yes. And, and every time I say, uh, and I and I let off some steam in one of these, you know, whether it's from, from, you know, LinkedIn to threads to now instead of Twitter and more and just trying to blow off some steam or and the op-ed and, uh, op-ed and uh, Sportico, you know, I, I try to find some positive or be constructive, but I think we've, I think, yeah, no, I, and I say, when I say NCAA, I always say we, because I've been a part of it. I haven't, I did, wasn't saying stuff before at times, maybe when I should have. Um, you know, I thought Bill Walton, when he was, I really enjoyed, for those that didn't hear it uh, way back in the spring, when you had him and on, you and John Wilner had him on, for those that know Bill Walton as the, the, the insight, you know, the, the, show that he puts on with the TV commentating, very insightful, very smart, very prepared, talking about UCLA and USC leaving. And the comment he made about like, okay, you, you know, the school's $100 million in the, in the in the red. How'd that happen? What are we doing about Why are we going to the Midwest to solve that, put those problems? Um, so to answer your question, yes, I, 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 that resonates with me. Like, why are we, let's solve our problems instead of just, and there's, it's a balance sheet. It, it, there's there's different sides to you know there's 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 expenses and there's revenues and let's balance it and figure it out not just keep chasing the bigger numbers the bigger dollars and and so I think you need to be like any business mission focused and yes I think the leaders have lost sight of that you know um, and for me this may be a little bit you know strange but what it I it really struck me when back in the, around 2000 we signed the first six billion dollar TV contract. I don't know if you remember, um, at the number six billion, it was a big deal. And all of a sudden, they changed the NCAA tournament halftime. It might have been even before that. They all of a sudden changed it to 20 minutes. And and it was the first time I realized all they're trying to do is make the TV dollars work on a spreadsheet. They needed 20 minutes of halftime in order to pay us what we were asking. If we wanted to accept less, then we, we, you know, if we want to accept less, then we didn't have to change the halftime. We and no one talked about it. They just changed the halftime. So we've been profit maximizing 
um, since since TV, uh, you know, because as the, with the growth of, of college athletics, we've just been profit maximizing of being instead of being uh, mission focused. We're talking to Eric Revno, assistant men's basketball coach, Oregon State. Um, you know, you've been all over coaching at Georgia Tech, coaching in the WCC, in the Pac-10, in the Pac-12. You, on LinkedIn, you posted things that we should be willing to lose and things we can't afford to lose. Help me break that down. What should we be willing to lose, and what can't we, you know, what can we not afford to lose? You know, um, I think we, we, I think it's okay if we, if we lose some things like uh, this, this idea that that student athletes don't get reimbursed, that a stipend can be, uh, you know, can be pay, or that students can have a union, or. Um, uh, that, that we might have to travel some distance. I don't think leagues, leagues, as much as I say leagues are, the thing that bothers you know, that we don't have to have these traditional rivalries. We don't all have to play um, football. You know, uh, volleyball doesn't have to play in the same conference as football. Uh, swimming doesn't have to play, uh, you know, in the same, you know, they can, the, the coaches should be empowered to maximize their sport. Maybe the Olympic sports can track and field can build their build a track and field conference on the West Coast that really maximizes that sport, um, not just following football around. You talk about Title Nine, like really maximize gymnastics, uh, not just have them do what football does. And I, and I think um, so. I think we can lose some of that. I think you know a, a longer flight. I, you know, as much as some of it sounds absurd, the money's there, and you want to send a longer flight than that. You know, you can live with that. What you can't lose in college athletics, and I recruit them internationally, and I've done it a lot, and I love it, great experiences, great student-athletes, is, and it, it's what our system makes us special. We are the only um, athletic body that offers 18 to 22, 24-year-olds the opportunity to become the best they can be um, as people and educationally as, and at, uh, athletically. Uh, it, it's you can say what you want about, and this is at all different kinds of educational institutions. We offer transformative education, athletic opportunities. Kids, I've seen it. I've seen it at Portland. I've seen it at Georgia Tech, Stanford, and Oregon State, and on all the schools I competed against in those years, where kids come in as a certain young man or woman and come out differently, and they've grown from the experience. Um, I also think we can't lose that winning matters. I think winning is really important, competing and, and trying to win. Um, I don't think Stanford should care that another school doesn't have the same a academic pedigree. As a Stanford graduate, uh, it makes me mad that, like, I, I want to compete, and my Stanford fellow alum wants Stanford to compete in athletics. We're not hearing class notes. Um, so you can lose the idea of like institutions. If they, if they're, if a school is following the, the academic standards um, that, that the schools, the athletes are, com the school is comfortable with the, what the athletes are following standard-wise, then let's compete. Let's line up and, and let's get after it. And I don't care what, we're not, it's not, a, it's not a, an academic thing. So I think you, you don't have to, uh, you don't have to lose that. And um, uh, you can't lose that. I think that's what makes it. That's what makes it great. Um, and I think it's such a unique system, and that's what makes it valuable. And even if you start paying athletes, I think that's still what makes it special. Let me ask you this. Uh, you know, I thought a number of times as I was watching the Pac-12, you know, dissolve or disintegrate or whatever we want to call it, and maybe it gets rebuilt, maybe it doesn't. But is there any part of you that that fears that we're really watching the end of? college athletics 
Yes. Well, a big part of me fears that we're watching, and that's why I wrote and say what I say, is that we, if we keep the connection between university and athletics, then we can morph into something really almost as good. I am 57 years old, and I remember a day when this and that and all these things took place 27 years ago when I started coaching or when I competed, you know, 40 years ago or whatever it is now. You know, I can say all these things. And, and what I learned in my experience is that things change, and you've got to be willing to change. What what makes college athletics great is that these student athletes have, are, are given the opportunity to pursue an education and to pursue their athletics. And I think if, I think the future can still be bright if we hold on to that. If we're simply chasing the amount of views, you know, and, and I joke nonlinear or linear, like a bunch of presidents decided nonlinear. That like I don't even know, like like who like like. And they do these kind of decisions in hours and two hours meetings. I mean, it's just running by committee is really hard for our endeavor right now. But that's that's a different – our governance structure, that's a different topic. But, yeah, no, I, I'm worried about college. And I think the biggest thing is we could keep the college part in the in athletics. You know, people want to quip about the word student-athlete and sort of um, – it reminds me of the song, like, what's so funny about peace, love, and understanding? Um, you know, what's so funny about student-athlete? I'm okay with student-athlete. Call me old-fashioned. And you don't have to – you can take out the high that you can call them athletes that are students. You can call them what they want. But that's what we need to protect. Eric Reveneau, assistant basketball coach, Oregon State, is with us. How do you recruit at Oregon State with this uncertainty? Or, you know, as Jonathan Smith put it, he says, you know, it's a game of musical chairs, and right now we don't have a chair. How do you how do you recruit kids? Offering the transformative athletic and academic experience. Someone that fits Oregon State an opportunity to play uh, and compete and get better. Our resources, my office is an amazing practice gym. It's, 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 it's next to a weight room with a nutrition center uh, across the street from the historic Gill Coliseum, uh, across uh, the, the IM field that new AstroTurfs are put in this summer, uh, is, are the academic buildings, and across that, behind Gill on the other side, the dorms. It's, it's, it's an Olympic village of, of development. I mean, it's just, it's fabulous. And so you recruit to that, the young men that want to be the best they can be, be coached, be part of something, be, be respected and be treated well, get unbelievable. Abby and academic resources will help these guys do both and can be at the, at the highest level. Um, and that's what you recruit to. Now, who are you playing? You know, the reality is, yeah, they want to know who you're playing. You're no longer in the Pac-12 or, no, we're going to rebuild the Pac-12. Well, who's going to be in there with you? Well, who's going to, you know, those are challenges. Um, but um, the core things, and, you you know, we've got to, you know, if the narrative from the presidents and the conferences, if we'd stay on, you know, if everyone's talking, if kids are, if coaches are calling kids, assistant coaches are calling kids and the first thing they talk about is NIL or the presidents are talking about moving leagues because of, um, uh, of better um, uh, TV contracts and bigger checks, then you know, the kids are going to think those things are important. So that's why the narrative that we send from the presidents to the ADs to the coaches has to be about these value-added propositions. It's like your kids. Like, your kids don't listen to what you say. They watch what you do. 
Um, you know, and if ADs and coaches are to schools and doing all that, which is fine, then they're going to think the same thing. That's okay. Like, I don't know why we're so nice to think that they should be different or, or, or that they're not going to follow our example. And so we've got to, someone's got to lean in, starting with the presidents, into what we're doing this for and why. And I think that's where recruiting just takes off. Chip Kelly talked about, you know, hey, look, football's different than everything else. It should just be separated. Keep the other sports regional. Do you support that viewpoint, or do you think basketball is different as well? Um, you know, I think that uh, sport leadership should have more say. And so, um, you know, a good friend of mine, John Tanner, is a women's water polo coach at Stanford, and, and that's very different than men's basketball. And he goes to a Final Four and wins national championships, and his sport's different, and some of the stuff won't affect him regardless because it's just the way things are. Um, I, I, I think that, yes, I think football, every sport should have some autonomy, and we should, you know, th that's the thing when I said the things that we can lose, I think we can lose this league affiliation. I think the TV, if, if, if we're bowing down to TV because that's the, the golden goose, then I think TV would be okay with that. The, from a basketball perspective, we need to protect the conference tournaments. But if all of a sudden it's a regional tournament that fed into the NCAA tournament, I think TV would be okay with it. From a, from a basketball, from a TV standpoint, they're going to protect the football uh, bowl series and the NCAA basketball tournament. So any other substructure underneath that, I think is open to, to conversation. And that goes back to what you say about the leadership and creative solutions. Like we've gotten to a tipping point where um, uh, we need to pause and, and, and you know, the fact that, that Stanford and Cal uh, uh, reportedly are looking at, uh, you know, the ACC are being evaluated, uh, the fact that that's taking some time is, is confidence building to me that it's it being made, decisions being made wisely. Uh, a few weeks ago, that Thursday to Friday, you know, that you guys covered so well, that with the, the, the Pac-12, like you say, disintegrated, um, if, if the, if the Pac-12 at that point was on the traded on the New York Stock Exchange, <laughs> that they would have termed that a panic and they would have halted trading. But instead, within how many hours was that between like the Thursday night, what you thought was going on, yeah. and Friday when it, you know, like they, if it, literally, if it was overnight training in the Asian market, they would have stopped trading. They wouldn't allowed you to sign those documents Friday morning. Like they would have said, let's wait till Monday. And I wish some leadership that. So yeah, it's a great point because that's what it felt like. You, you know, I was talking, oh. I was talking to John Wilner and other coaches and ads, and I was saying, you know, this is changing like every five minutes. And you're right, it was a little bit like what, what we see when they halt trading and. You know, Rev, I think I really appreciate you speaking out, Chip Kelly speaking out, Chris Hill, the Utah AD, Bill Walton. I think I think we need more of that. Uh, I think, you know, the more that we can hear from people who are actually involved in college athletics, the more helpful it can become. So thank you for what you're doing. I'd love to get you back on at some point and kind of assess what is yeah. happening after, you know, more of the dust settles. The one thing I would say to that is I'm I'm a little bit of I'm a, I'm a little bit removed from the front lines and I'm able to, you know, Scott Barnes is doing a great job at Oregon State as our athletic director trying to 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 protect the things that we're talking about as is our president um, and there's some people doing it they just can't in the positions they are you know, they have, you know, whereas I'm a little removed and I can say some things, they're trying to day-to-day -day figure out the next step. You know, they're trying to figure, like, they, 
and, and where my where my comments lack um, productivity is at the, what, the next executional step. You know, I'm able to take like I'm not saying the next step is this. I'm saying okay, we got to have this vision. Well, that's a little easier to say that. So I'm very <laughs> cognizant of that. But anyway, thanks for letting me talk. It's, I get fired up because I love it. It's, yeah. it's important to me. I love working with the student athletes. Well, you, thank you for you care me. about it. You, obviously, yeah. you care about it, and so I appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. Great talking to you. Really, really important stuff, and I think it's important to get the perspective of somebody who's immersed in that world and watch, is watching this happen before his eyes. Good stuff from Eric Revno. We've got great guests on today's show. DJ Uyunglele coming up later this hour. Oregon State's uh, starting quarterback in Sunday, a week from Sunday. They'll open the season at San Jose State. Nick Carlin Voigt will be along at the top of the 4 o'clock hour, University of Portland Soccer coach, he will be here to talk about um, you know the landscape as he sees it. Dan Lanning, Oregon football coach, has he been more testy now in in year two than than he was last season, or is he just more focused and locked in? I don't know. We'll find out. Dan Lanning, five o'clock. Be here.